morning. Good morning to anyone who may be uh, traveling to this area for the holiday weekend. We welcome you here for this Sunday and we wish, uh, wish the best safe travels for those who are normally part of Regen but are traveling on this uh, holiday weekend. Uh, this holiday weekend that, that takes us from Thanksgiving on Thursday to Advent here this morning. Advent as the beginning of the new church year. Advent is the, the beginning of what we call like the, the church calendar, like Advent into Christmas, and then you know we get into Lent and you know Easter and all that kind of stuff later on. But this is the season in which we wait. It kind of feels like we just wait for the next four weeks. And uh, waiting is is hard. <laughs> I mean, I know that for, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I think, I actually don't think that any of us are really that good at waiting. I think some may be better than others, but I don't think any of us are actually that good at waiting. I know for me, I'm, I'm terrible at it. Um, there are already Christmas presents that are just piling up in boxes in our house that I know what's in there and want to start using them. <laughs> like, and it's just so silly to me that we just have them just sitting there and we can't actually use them. So waiting, waiting's hard for me. Or, or you see this the best with kids, don't you? Have you ever tried to like pack for a trip or like say, hey, we're going to grandma's house or we're going to Steel Hill in February break? What do the kids do all day long until you finally get in the car? It's just like absolute mayhem and craziness for like the, the hours that lead up and the, the anticipation that builds because waiting is just really, really hard. I think it's easier for us if we're busy. I think we're good at being busy. We're better at doing things. We're better at action. We're better at making things happen. But then again, if we're too busy, then we might miss out on what's actually happening all around us. And so this is Advent. Advent is this tension of waiting, but also doing something. It's keeping watch while we wait in haste, which doesn't make that much sense because if you hasten something, it means you're making it come more quickly than it originally would have, but yet we're told to wait. We call it an active waiting, a patient waiting, working while we wait. Are you confused yet? I'm a little bit confused. So let's dig into this together. Um, let's start with a word of, of, of prayer. Heavenly Father, Son Jesus, and Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit, we need you to be with us as we even begin to attempt to talk about the mystery of Advent. The mystery of waiting but with haste. The, 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 the mystery of, of us doing something at the same time as we wait. God, we know through your word that you have come. You've already come. But yet we're still anticipating things to be better than they are now. God, would you just give us a hopeful patience this Advent season? That as we journey with you and as we journey with the different stories that come from the lectionary readings for these weeks, that you'd bring us a word to each and every one of us as has need. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're going to start this morning uh, with Jesus. We're going to read something from Matthew chapter 24 where Jesus has a little bit of something to say about this keeping watch kind of thing. 
where he says, keep awake, which you also could translate that as keep watch. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. He says, but understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the gospel reading for this first Sunday in Advent, this first Sunday in, in, in the church here in the lectionary, where Jesus says, keep awake. He literally tells us, just keep awake. He says, keep watch so you don't miss what's happening and what's about to happen. He says, wait, something beautiful is here. It's beginning. Jesus says it's coming. Its future is better than you can ever possibly imagine. You just don't fully see it yet. And so as we wait like a child for Christmas morning, we use these weeks, this season, to journey into some dark spaces into the dark spaces and uncertainties of our world. And notice, just notice here what Jesus is talking about. Look what he says right here. He actually brings about this idea of a thief. And look when the thief comes. He says the thief comes at night. And the thief comes in the dark. Because Advent coming, waiting patiently with action always begins in the dark. Advent always begins with confronting the dark shadows that can often surround us. If you notice any of the lyrics to any Advent songs or hymns, the majority of them have to do with things that are broken. Even look at that song Messiah we sang. We sing it with an upbeat kind of feel and it's very exciting, but it's like someone shouting out, I'm broken. Someone shouting out, make me whole. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. We need you in this dark world. Advent always starts in the dark. And then each week, as we prepare for the light of the world to descend upon us, a candle is lit. A candle is lit each and every week, and it just starts to brighten up the room just a bit each and every week. And so we prepare our hearts for God's coming. This is what Advent is. It's, it's our time to prepare our hearts through faithful work and through prayer. Advent is a season of waiting, but it's also a season of action. We keep our hand to the plow, as the scriptures say, while we still search the skies for God's presence, for what he's doing. We search through the darkness of the world. Again, as scripture calls it, as watchmen waiting for the morning keeping watch for God's surprising presence. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Can you see Jesus? Can you see his work? Can you see his presence that's always surrounding us through his spirit? Yeah, Jesus has already come, right? He's already come as a reality, as a human being, the God-man. Jesus has already descended into our midst and come alongside us as the light in this often dark world. And we always talk about this, that Jesus' spirit does remain with us, right? Jesus' spirit remains with us and continues to journey with our souls. But according to Jesus' own promises throughout the scriptures, and even here this morning, we also wait 
for the new heaven and the new earth in which, we even said this in our liturgy this morning, in which righteousness dwells, right? The name of Jesus is that righteousness dwells, that something better is coming. And so Isaiah gives us, I think, a great picture of what this future reality looks like in the reading that uh, Maggie read for us this morning. Thank you, sweetheart. That was beautiful. Isaiah says this, I'll read it again. He says, in the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills and all the nations shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And here's where it gets really beautiful. He, Jesus, shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. And they, us, shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation and neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Isn't this beautiful? Isn't this something worth waiting for? What Isaiah here is telling us that God promises? Could you just imagine that the only judge between what we do here in this world was Jesus? Imagine if all the arguments we get into, all the confrontations, all the wars, all the messiness, all the gross and darkness of this world. Imagine if Jesus and Jesus are alone were the judge of how to handle those situations. Yeah, that's coming. <coughs> where Jesus as true and just, rendering judgment as only good and divine can do. You see, Jesus here in Isaiah is the one playing peacemaker, the one who's playing mediator between the nations, between all of our confrontations. And then what's our uh, uh, reaction to what Jesus is doing here? Did you, get, did you pick this up here? We then take our swords and our spears, or you could put it in the modern vernacular, our guns, and we would then turn them into instruments. Not instruments that were made for killing other human beings, but instruments made to bring life to other human beings by the fruit and the vegetables that they cultivate in the garden. Turning spears into plowshares. Repurposing these weapons into instruments that bring life. And if you catch this at the end, and nations will not be at war anymore, so much so that they never will again need to study it. My weary soul is telling me that this is something worth waiting for. That this is something that we wait for, but also telling me that it's something that we can work towards. That we can work towards this with haste. Waiting, but in haste. Look what Isaiah writes here in verse 5. The very end of verse 5, he said, O house of Jacob, that's us, Israel. That's just the name for God's people. He says, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. That's not just simply waiting. That's actually walking and having our lights shine. 
that while we wait for Jesus to bring this beautiful picture Isaiah portrays to full completion, he tells us in the meantime to walk in the light. That's why that wreath just keeps growing in intensity each and every week during Advent season. He tells us to be the light. We are to be the Advent wreath that grows in intensity, that glows in intensity as we not just get closer to Christmas, but get closer to Jesus making what's in Isaiah here a full and present reality. You see, Christianity really is living in the liminal space between lamentation, right? Mourning the way things are, but with a hope. I want to read to you uh, one of my favorite descriptions of Advent um, from a guy that I I, I read. uh, There's actually a book called The Book of Common Prayer, Liturgy for Ordinary Radicals, that I use and Andrew use a lot for our uh, own personal studies. And I remember reading this a number of years ago in the Advent section that Shane Claiborne wrote. And I think this is just absolutely the perfect picture of what it means to wait, but also have action while you're waiting. And he uses the idea of pregnancy I think you'll really resonate with this. He says, like Mary, we celebrate the coming of the Christ child, what God has already done, but we wait in expectation of the full coming of God's reign on earth and for the return of Christ, for what God will yet do. He says, but this waiting is not a passive waiting. It's an active waiting. And here's where he talks about the pregnancy. He says, as any expectant mother knows, this kind of waiting also involves preparation, exercise, nutrition, care, prayer, work, and birth involves pain, blood, tears, joy, release, and community. We call it labor for a reason. So he goes on and says, likewise, we are a world that are pregnant with hope. And so we live in the coming of God's kingdom on earth. But as we wait, we also work, cry, pray, ache. We, who can be the midwives of another better world. Did you get that connection between pregnancy and what the life of a Christian is? The life of a Christian is Advent all the time. These are just the couple weeks up to Christmas that we focus on this as a subject. Because Advent is really a time for us as people to practice what we're actually doing all the time. Waiting in that liminal space between lamentation and hope. Lamenting that the things in our lives and the things of this world are broken, they're not right. But all the while hoping in the power of the incarnate resurrected Christ to reclaim and restore his creation. This is the gospel in a nutshell right here in Advent. We wait in action on the way to creating, co-laboring with God on the way to his kingdom as a reality, as a lamp shining in dark places until the day dawns and the morning star rises in the hearts of us all. As Pastor Fleming Rutledge puts it. One more reading from our lectionary today. This is really cool, by the way. If you really dig into the lectionary readings, you see that they all were purposely put there and have a very common theme when it comes to waiting in haste. This comes from St. Paul uh, in his letter to the Romans. 
He goes, now is the moment for you to wake up from sleep, i.e. to keep watch, right? He says, because salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, right? The darkness is starting to fade. The lights on the wreath are starting to glow ever so more. He says, because the day is drawing near, let us then lay aside the works of darkness and notice what he uses here as an illustration and put on the armor of light. Just like Isaiah said, walk in the light of the Lord. Waiting, but in haste. Waiting in action. Active waiting is the reality of what it means to be a Christ follower. Journeying through this liminal space of the already happened, but yet it hasn't come full. Waiting for the only one who can truly redeem and truly restore, yet hastening the process as we pray on earth as it is in heaven. You see, Jesus' kingdom, his restoration, this new earth and new heavens, his peace that surpasses all human understanding is coming regardless of what we do. And sometimes I get into conversations with Christians and I really think this just might be a bad sense of eschatology because I'll hear people say, well, we don't, what, does it really matter what we do to the planet? Does it really matter what we do to our relationships or in our lives? Because God's coming back to make all this new anyways. But you see, when we have that theology, when we have that eschatology as, as, as the ethos for our life, then we're going to just treat each other bad. We're going to just treat the planet that we live on poorly, thinking that, yeah, somehow, magically, God's going to come do it. And God is going to come and redeem and restore the new heavens and the new earth. But he tells us to wait in haste. He tells us to, while we wait, be that light that shines. Be that light that takes care of each other, that loves God, loves others, loves the places that we live. So then we hasten by being that light to the world around us as we wait. Because think about this. This world is already dark enough. Imagine how much darker it would be if we all put our lights out all the time. We never know from moment to moment when an opportunity is going to come for us to bring Jesus light. And so that's why on this first Sunday of Advent, all of our readings tell us to watch, to keep watch, because while you're waiting, you're waiting in haste. Let's pray. Jesus of the vigil, you told us to keep watch to stay alert for what is coming. Bless us with the strength to watch, to wait, and to work this Advent season so that your kingdom, which is here and is still to come, may be realized in its fullness. Because if we do not keep watch, we may miss it. And so while we wait, We also pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.